Yo, 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 what is good? It's your boy B Moore joined by my co-host Rustin Stewart and this is the From New York to the Shop podcast. Russ, what's good, man? Yo, what's goody, goody, B? I'm over here being totally still. I'm not fidgeting. I'm not moving, hitting the mic. I'm not drinking. I'm going to be totally still, man. What's up with you, man? Yeah, because you had gotten out of control, man. You was drinking all during the interviews. You were you were bumping the mic. Well, let's let, and let's say let's 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 clean that up. I was drinking water during the interviews. I right, but some you were people were thinking that I was drinking alcohol. But you were drinking mid sentence though. Like I would literally ask you a question, and you were like drinking a gulp of water down, like well, you couldn't even respond. <laughs> so <laughs> the timing it's on all the about the it's all about the timing. You know, you see these interviews, these guys on TV, and you know the water is always sitting there, but it's always a you know when to drink the, the water and and not. You know, so yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so uh, I'm back. I'm back from my trip. Uh, back from atlanta and i was gonna say i'm back from atl but you know i have a friend who lives uh who's from georgia and she corrected me she said they don't say atl anymore so she said basically i'm just dating myself she said i'm making myself sound old when i say atl because she said no one in atlanta calls it atl it's they either call it atlanta or atlanta you know what i'm saying so yeah so apparently we cannot say atl anymore so i'm back from atlanta uh i like had a really (laughs) uh, apparently that just makes you sound old because they don't say it anymore apparently so um i'm back had a really good time boy they kick it down there in atlanta boy (laughs) covid has not slowed anything down in atlanta uh the the cigar bars the hookah bars the clubs everything man it's uh it, it, they, they they are really kicking it down there and uh, i had a really good time got a chance to relax and, and catch up with some friends um i went to a really nice restaurant man i went to a restaurant called uh, apartment 4b uh it's in it's in buckhead i believe and uh it was a dope spot man i mean talk kind about man I don't know what genre to classify the food, but I'll just tell you what I had. Okay. Okay. So I, I went with a friend, uh, and I got the I got the oxtail pasta. Oh, that sounds good. Oxtail. It was really good. It was really good. And then the young lady I was with, she got a uh the beef short rib. And when I tell you it was falling off the bone and it was like a man falling off the bone and it was a, a, a really good portion as well. Yeah. I mean, really, I forgot I was in the South because the last I haven't been to the South in the, well, I mean, I guess Florida's the South, but yeah, definitely. I hadn't really been to the South for, for like food. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in a long time, like the last time I can remember, like really going to the South and having like an eating experience was when I went to Austin, Texas and I had that barbecue. And when I, I mean, I had the best barbecue in my life in Austin, yeah. Texas, Austin, um, Stone, Texas. Yep. Oh, Known for the barbecue. Oh, it's, it's like a culture there. The barbecue, yeah. co- like it's serious. It's, it's serious. serious they take it yes. serious, man. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'd, I'd forgotten really kind of that I was in the South when I, but when I took a bite of this food, man, it reminded me uh, that like, yeah, it's the, the food in the South is amazing. Uh, had the best old fashioned that I think I've ever had in my life at, uh, at this place. And the music, the ambiance was, was, was great. 
the ambiance yeah. was 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 great uh the music was great and uh just had a really good time man so it, it was cool to go to the restaurant um did some working out uh went to the la fitness ran into method man it was crazy man oh, i was at, oh, method at the man cheese was getting a workout in huh wait why do they call them cheese i, I don't know what, what where's that from that comes from the wire Oh, so was he in the man. wire? Yeah, he had a nice role in the wire, man. And, you know, I told you, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I just started watching the wire because wire was one of those shows that everybody said that was so good, but I could never get past episode number three because it's so much character building. So you really have to pay attention. But B, I was bound and determined to, to watch the whole five seasons of the wire and I finished it. But yeah, that's why people call him Cheese because that was his character name, character's name in, in The Wire. And he did his thing in The Wire too, man. I think, man, is a, he's, a, he's a cool actor. Yeah, good actor. And uh, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how big Method Man was. I mean, he's a tall dude. He was at least like 6'3", man. I mean, and, yeah. and, and muscular, you know, really, really big guy. So yeah, yeah. You can kind of tell on the wire because, you know, you kind of like, I'm all all about height, man. I'm one of those guys that I will look up a person's height if I see them in a movie or a singer or anybody. I'm like, I wonder how tall they are. So, yeah, I'm always looking at, you know, how, you know, directors shoot camera angles to make a person feel like they're, make the person appear that they're taller than they are, you know. So, yeah, I could tell that he was a tall dude. It was cool getting a chance to see uh, Method Man. And then another thing, man, this world is just so small. I, I went to a different L.A. fitness the next day and ran into my roommate from Mizzou, sophomore year. My, just, Do I know just this uh, I don't know if you remember. His name was Cordy. Uh, you know, we were roommates like sophomore. He was just my roommate, you know, okay. sophomore year. Um, okay. just randomly ran into him, you know, so it was just, it was just weird. It was just weird, but, um, had a really good time, uh, in, in Atlanta. And, uh, I didn't know you had too many people in Atlanta. Do you know a nice amount of people in Atlanta? Uh, I got a homie, uh, my, my boy Kelvin, you know, lives down there okay. and got a chance to really kind of catch up. He was steering us on all the places to go to. So we got out on Monday night and we got out again on Wednesday night and uh, really, you know, just got to chill, man. Like I said, they do a lot of hookah down there. They do a lot of lounges. They do a lot of cigar bars and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, didn't get a chance to go to Magic City because, you know, I'm not a strip club dude, but I did want to go to Magic City just, just because experience. of the lore right. of Magic City. And, you know, I'm a wing connoisseur. So I heard the wings at Magic Fire. City are amazing. I wanted to go, but just wasn't able to fit um wasn't able to fit Magic City in on this trip, but uh, I forgot that I you were a definitely... wing connoisseur, man. I forgot about that, man. You're gonna have to give me help when I come to Chicago and point me in the right direction because wings are kind of like a newfound thing for me. Probably uh, my friend Darren really? got me onto wings. Yeah, I mean, um, probably like I say about like five years ago, I started really eating wings. I just felt like it was too much work for a little piece of meat, and it was messy. So when I go out, I don't really like to get my fingers messy. And I'm like, all this work for a little piece of meat. So, but my boy, Darren, he's like a, uh, a pro at it, man. He's one of those guys that can eat a wing with one finger, with one, not one finger, one hand. But I'm the kind that have to have it with two hands. So one day we were eating wings and he was making fun of people eating wings with two hands. And I was like, I guess you're making fun of me too. Cause I, <laughs> I eat wings with two hands, man. Can you uh, eat them with I one? 
I, I don't think I've ever tried. Uh, and I, even if I could, I think I probably would still use two hands because, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a lot of sauce wings can be slippery. I mean, yeah, you, know, you don't want to eat the wing. And next thing you know, the wings flying across the room, hitting somebody, you know, so. on your shirt, on your crisp white shirt, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nah, I, for a number of reasons, I, I, I use two hands for eat when I eat my wings, but, um, so, but yeah. So the question that you asked in the 21, you're you're a wing guy over a pizza. That's such a toss up, man. I, say, <laughs> I mean, it honestly, depending on the day of the week, it could go either way. What did I say? Do you remember what I said? No, you always, you know, I never knew, but you always asked the question. So I was thinking right. that since you are a wing connoisseur, that you would be wings over pizza. It, it it all it depends Just it depends. depends on the day of the week man i mean yeah. i could a good slice of pizza because you are in wing. chicago home of the deep for a deep pan deep fried yeah. or thick crust pizza yeah i think it's one of those that that would depend on my mood that would okay. just kind of depend on my mood that day ask me that day and i will be able to tell you okay. that day <laughs> uh if you asked me today i will probably say wings today but that could be pizza another day you know all right yeah, so you got some traveling coming up too, right? Yeah, man, heading back up to heading back up north, getting back uh, New York City. Have a flight early in the morning. It's so hard for these early flights. I used to like take early flights all the time because I was used to getting up early for my clients. But you know, since I'm not really getting up early for my clients anymore, these early flights are like, oh man, they're tough, man. But yeah, I'm gonna go up to New York, touchdown around 10 a.m. and this is gonna spend like a week up there I, I'm really going back man just to get my hair uh, regroomed because I haven't really found anybody to do my locks down here in uh, Miami so and you know the tickets one way for New York Miami to New York are so cheap I mean they're like 148 for one way so I mean I can oh, spend that's that easy. in the night right yeah know? yeah so how long so, are you gonna stay then they head up there and you know hang out a little bit maybe get a little touch of the cold because the temperatures are starting to drop up there and get a little taste and then get my get my ass up out of there on sunday man and come back down because the weather now in, in miami b is like you would love it man it's just perfect man and it's not that humid because the thing i don't really like florida weather nah. because it's humid is it not so it's not humid in the winter time kind of nah, the humidity that yeah the, the hum, humidity really drops around the winter time so you get like at least like a, a lot of people have told me that live down here for for years and that are from here that you know you get to like around late november to april and it's like picture perfect weather where it's just clear skies it doesn't rain that much and the the humidity really drops man nice 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 so wait you said you're going from monday to sunday yeah monday to sunday man i know okay. a lot of people are like yo you're gonna stay longer than that but nah i'm gonna come back on sunday man i haven't got my return ticket yet but coming back on sunday just go back up there hang out with some friends and you know play some basketball indoors because i kind of really miss like hooping indoors i haven't really gotten used to hooping down here outside man right right yeah it's it's a totally different. yeah in indoor and outdoor basketball i'm not gonna go as far as saying they're two different sports but they're definitely two different 
animals you know what i'm saying yeah. you play yep. totally different inside than you play outside you know what i'm yeah. saying definitely yeah. man and you can't play as many games outside unless you're used to it man so yeah. i've been spoiled for working at the gym that i worked at for nine years on the upper west side where we had an indoor basketball court so i'm a little spoiled man so going back outdoors and playing on that concrete uh, i'm kind of like oh, i'm good <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, look, let's go ahead and get into our first topic. Um, and and the, there's a reason because I know this this will probably sound like a random topic, but there's a reason for this. I've had this conversation with multiple people recently, and I am one. I'm from the school of thought, and maybe it's just me. And I'm interested to have your uh, opinion on this as well. I'm from the school of thought that you can only have one best friend because like if you think about the meaning of the word best i mean like it's the one like you know if you say right. somebody's the best player like that's one person you know right. what i'm saying um or so but i know i've run into a lot of people and they'll say oh you know um this person is you know well you know this is like i have like five best friends or somebody will say uh yeah you know this is like my third best friend or mm -hmm. you know or, or one of my best friends blah 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 and i'm just like wait so is it your best friend or is it just like one of your good friends because i think you can only have one so russ do you have a best friend you know what be people have asked me this before usually it's a girl that i'm dating for the first time where you know they ask me you know all those questions to get to know somebody like you know who's your best friend and honestly i don't really use that term the last time i used best friend was probably like in elementary school junior high school so i don't really use that term best friend i mean if i had to say who's my best friend it would be my brother but I'm not, I'm very strict on the word friend too, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people will say, oh, that's my friend. I'm like, no, actually that's your acquaintance or that's actually just somebody that you're cool with. That's not your friend. So for in, in order for me to call you a friend, you have to be a close friend. I don't really have like a hierarchy of, oh, that's my best friend. Right. Okay. All right. So to answer the second question then do you think that you can have more than one best friend can can you have a group of best friends or can you say i yeah. have five best friends i think you can have a group of like yeah really close friends yeah nope that's different we're using the word best now well can i you don't have I five don't, can you have use, five best friends i don't use can you i don't use best so that can you have Okay, but I'm asking your opinion. Can you have five best friends in your opinion? Um, I guess you can. Yeah. I mean, if I was to use the term, I, don't, I, I can see somebody having more than one best friend. But again, like it's hard for me to answer that question, B, because I don't use I don't call my friends like one person, my best friend. Like I'm not. Oh, B Moore is my best friend. Heath Norton's my best friend. I've heard you say Heath was your best friend before in high school. In, my, in high school, I, yeah. I think you said that like two weeks ago. <laughs> in high school. But that's, right. I, I said it when I was younger, B. I, I don't say that. I don't say that now. I was just trying to give the audience uh, an idea of how close we were. But I don't go around saying that people, friends are my best friends. I just don't use that term. Right. 
Uh, so I don't think that you can have more than one best friend. I think you only get one best friend. Um, now I think that that best friend can change mm-hmm. at times. I think that, you know, okay. Say my friend Charles, like that's my best friend. We've been best friends since like seventh grade, mm-hmm. but there are times in my life to where me and Charles weren't really talking, not because that anything happened, but just like, you know, he was busy. I'm busy. We live in different times. And like here in Chicago, I was hanging, you know, like my boy, Steve, he was my best friend at one point. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, then at another point, you know, my boy Rashad was my best friend at one point, but I think it can change. But I don't think that you can have more than one best friend at one particular time. I think that you can have people who are best friends at different times in your life, but I feel like at that at one moment at any given point in time, I think you only get one. You know, now I think you get one best friend and then you can say, "Oh, I have a group of close friends or this is one of my favorite friends but i just feel like the word best means like you know like that's the one you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like if somebody said you know he's the best player in the league i don't think that more yeah so it's really it's really the term best right so it's like you can't have if the player is the best in the league then he's the best that you can't have more than one best so i get your point with that that's what I think. But apparently I'm in the minority because <laughs> I've spoken with a, a number of people. You, do you find that a lot of people our age are using still best friend? Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. term? Yeah, I don't think that's uh, out of the ordinary at all for somebody to say, you know, this is my best friend, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I just thought I'd ask you about it because, like I said, I, I've had this conversation or kind of slash debate, you know, with, with a number of people, you know, just over the past couple of weeks. And and uh, I find it interesting that, you know, I think you'd be surprised at how many people would say that they have at least like three best friends. You know, the, the people have like a group of best friends. And I'm like, okay, well, which one is the best though? Like, who is your go-to? And like, people can't really answer. If I had to ask, if you asked me who my go-to, who my best friend was, you know, I would be able to tell you, but I've had had different best friends at points in my, like Corey back in college. Corey was my best friend at one point in college. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but it changes but i still have this core group of like people who are my favorite friends or who are my closest friends but i feel like the word best is reserved for like one person you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i get that i get that i I feel like the reason why i i could see myself using it more when we were younger because you know you were seeing your best friend or your friends like all the time you know now that we're adults like like i can go months without talking to a really close friend and in order for it to be best i feel like it would have to be more frequent times that we talk and that we hang out with one another so right i'm more i'm more coming from the like you're my close friend you're like a brother like you know the guys that we went to college with are like my brother but if i had to pick my best friend that's somebody that knows me from day one it would be my brother shout out to my brother Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan Stewart. What up, boy? Uh, all right, moving along, man. Um, 
I did you get a chance to check out that Kanye West interview where he was on uh Drink Champs at all? The you know podcast? What I, I saw a little bit about that interview, B, but Kanye just really gets on my nerves, so I really have a hard time listening to him. But uh I heard that he was talking a lot of smack in that interview about uh Big Sean and and some other rappers. Yeah, I miss the old Kanye West, man. I uh, do. <laughs> as a matter of fact, can we get a moment of silence for the uh, the old Kanye? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. I miss yeah. the old Kanye. Um uh, so yeah, I I I I didn't watch the whole thing cuz it's a very long interview. Um yeah, that's like 2 hours reason. long. It's like <laughs> right. 2 hours long and uh, I don't need 2 hours worth of uh information from coming from Kanye West. I'm sorry. Neither do I. Neither do I. <laughs> and, and there's actually a part 2 that's like another hour that actually just recently came out. Um so I, I took away a couple of things from this Kanye West interview. Uh one is that Kanye's very confused, and two, um, he's obsessed with Drake. Like Kanye West <laughs> is infatuated with Drake. Like one minute he loves him and can't stop talking about him, the next minute he hates him and they're at war, but then he loves him again, and then they're beefing, but like Kanye will ask him for a beat, you know, even though they're beefing, you know, like it's just, is Kanye's he's 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 a lot he's I miss the old Kanye it's a very emotional uh relationship that those two have it's true it's true I mean and with guys I feel like with guys it's simple man just cut look with guys look if we're not cool like I'll just cut you off I I really don't care with women it's a little bit more you know complicated you know it's more emotional side to it but with guys oh oh really oh okay all right right. (laughs) you know all right cool right I got you right exactly (laughs) exactly never talk I never talked to that dude again um so but but one of the things that Kanye mentioned in this um in this uh inter- in, in this interview was cancel culture and it got me thinking man uh so for a lot of people who don't know what cancel culture is i it's actually kind of confusing but i looked it up uh the definition basically at least according to wikipedia cancel culture or call out culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles whether it be online or social media or in person uh notably many people claiming to have been quote unquote canceled often remain untouched and continue their careers as before so basically cancel culture is you know when you say something wrong basically you're supposed to be ostracized or cast out uh an example of this is um kind of what's happening to dave Chappelle right now they're trying to cancel dave Chappelle because it's not working <laughs> it, no it, it, it's not working but it's like what's your opinion russ on cancel culture uh, I think, again, we've mentioned this before on the show that we've come to a, a time in this world that everybody is hypersensitive, man. And you really don't have the freedom to really speak your mind freely. And anything that you say, you know, can be used against you. And, you know, I'm not giving excuses for people that have said racist things in their past because that needs to be dealt with, especially if you're a leader among men or you're in a high position at a company that needs to be addressed. But like a rapper or an actor saying something that wasn't racist, but felt like it's like not right now, not politically correct, it's, it's just a little bit too much for me with this whole cancel culture situation. Be Yeah. 
I don't really understand it, you know, because it's like, first of all, it's like, what happened to free speech? People should be able to say whatever they want right. to say. But if somebody doesn't, it says something that someone doesn't like, it's like, how are you going to cancel a person? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't really get it. Like, you know, and like the, the definition just kind of said, like, m- most often people just continue living their lives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is the way it should be. Somebody says something that somebody doesn't like. Oh, okay. Right. You know, right. keep living your life, you know. um, Or, you know, but I I remember it happened with Kevin Hart. You know, when Kevin oh, Hart, yeah. you know, made some comments and didn't end up, Um, I think he did, what was it, the Grammys or something? No, the, it was the Oscars. Oscars yeah. yeah, that he didn't host. You know, um, I just don't quite understand the whole cancel culture thing um so you know i think people say what they want to say and if you like them then you continue to like them if you don't like them then you have the option to be like hey i don't like that person i don't you know agree with the way that person thinks you know and you know you can say well i'm not going to support that person anymore but the whole idea of like thinking that you can cancel a person to me it's just very naive and just like kind of childish you know what i'm saying yeah and i think it's with these these companies right so this the whole situation with the kevin hart you know he said some homophobic uh things you know prior to hosting the oscars and then you know the oscars were like oh whoa whoa we can't have him because you know, the the gay community or the LGBTQ community is going to have an issue with this. So we have to get somebody else. So it's just all these people trying to appease as many like people as they possibly can, because I feel like now with the social media that people have a lot more power now, you know, like if you go on Instagram and you or go on Twitter and you talk about a negative experience from a person or from a company, then it has a strong possibility that that can go viral and then that person or that company can be canceled. So, you know, it's kind of one of those confusing terms, B, but yeah, I just don't like where the world is going to, man. It's just too much like hypersensitive. Yeah, to me, it sounds more like a threat, like, you know, like, hey, I'm going to cancel you. You you know, if you don't change your thoughts or if you don't change your opinion or if you don't stop saying this or that, then we're going to cancel you. But like, it sounds like a threat to me because like, how can you cancel a person? I just don't get it. So, uh, yeah, just want to see what your opinion on that was. But uh, it's it's some hip hop news that that you got. to Yeah, man, it's kind of funny how you uh, brought up the Kanye West because we didn't really talk about that in the production. You know, you, you. I didn't know it was going to be Kanye that you got your topic from, but Kanye was my first concert and only concert that I've ever been to. I moved to New York City what? in 2004. Yeah, wait, crazy, wait, 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 hit the brakes. Back it up, back it up, back it up. Yep. You've only been to one concert. Wait, you went to a concert? Didn't you say you went to a concert like I, last I, week? I forgot about that one, but that was my second. That was my <laughs> How do you forget about a concert you went to last week? Because I didn't pay for it. So um, I went to this <laughs> second, I went to the, uh, my second concert was this one that I just went to, but I've only been to two concerts in my life. It's, it's one of those things where I don't like Run, really I concerts think, i think you've been to more than, than those two concerts and i know what concerts i've been to be i've only been to two concerts even though you forget the fact that you forgot about a concert you went to last week leads me to believe nah, nah, that at I some know. point I, that just that just happened that just <laughs> happened and 
It was a concert that I didn't pay for, but that was my second concert that I've ever been to. I'm not a big fan of concerts, man, because they usually change up the song on how it sounds on the CD. They do something extra and it's different. And B, I don't like crowds. Okay. I don't know, so I know that <laughs> I have not been to more than two concerts. I forgot about the millennial one that I went to, but yeah. But the reason why I brought it up is because Travis Scott is in uh, a shitload of trouble because on November 5th, he has this uh, Astro World Festival that he does in Houston, his hometown. And this is like the third year of him doing it. So 2018, it was the start. And 2019, it got bigger. But then 2020, you know, there was no concerts being taken place anywhere, right? So his concert this, this past November 5th, 2021, nine people died at his concert because supposedly there was a guy in the audience injecting somebody or people with a drug, right? So that started the stampede. And there was like 50,000 people at this concert and Drake was there and they performed their hit song. And it's just like, who's responsible because he's in a lot of trouble because they say that he didn't really stop the concert but if you're on stage and the lights are blasting and you know you're hyped because you're performing like do you really know what's going on in the crowd he did stop the yeah. show once like kind of at the beginning because somebody passed out but he's getting a lot of static and he has a lot of lawsuits coming against him and live nation who put on the concert about you know people people dying i mean nine people be so i just wanted to kind of get your opinion i think i already know what it is because you you wrote me about only being to two concerts but how do you feel about like being in crowds of people nowadays yeah well first of all let me back up real quick um one this is another one of those things where you're going to talk about me with me not being up on current events because i heard that something happened with Travis Scott and I heard that something happened at the concert and people were mad that he didn't stop it. But I had no idea that this is what it was. So somebody was injecting people with drugs and people were dying like with a no, needle. Like what kind of drug? I don't know. They haven't. It's, the investigation is still, you know, going on and new things are being brought to, you know, the media's attention every day. But one of the concert goers said that there was a man in the audience that was injecting people with some kind of drug, which started the stampede, right? This one woman said that she felt like she was drowning in a crowd of people. It was so many people, B, that you couldn't even raise your arms above your head. That's how tight and packed these people were. Then once you fall... Um, I, there's a story about when me, DeAndre and Heath were in the Westport area of Kansas City and we actually almost got like a stampede and it was nowhere near the level of this stampede, but I was falling and I just remember DeAndre, DeAndre is a strong ass dude. As we DeAndre know. is a strong, you got it. He grabbed my like shirt and pulled me up and I was like, thank you. But if I would have went down, it's yeah. so easy to get trampled on, man. And nine people lost their lives and from the from the age range b of 14 to 27 and there's a nine-year-old in a coma right now fighting for his life so between the ages of 14 and 27 nine people lost their lives by just going to a concert yeah, so awful it's awful i don't 
Yeah, that's awful. I don't see what Travis Scott would have been able to do, though. I mean, because I feel like if well, they're you saying are... that he could have stopped the uh, stopped performing and really like stopped the concert so these people could get help. But, but the how, concert but, kept going. But how would he know that that's... people were getting injected with drugs, though? Well, like not, I, I understand not, when not a... he wouldn't know that, but he would know he could see in the audience you know, the hysteria and people like rushing the stage and, and a stampede starting. He could so see he that. So he saw the stampede. He saw now the he, stampede. That, that's the thing. And, you know, he stopped when somebody at the beginning of the concert, maybe like 20 minutes in where he saw somebody passed out and he stopped and was like, okay, can somebody get that, get that person some help, you know, back off, da, 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 da. But then it got even worse after that. And they were saying that he kind of kept performing and didn't stop the concert. So that's why he's in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I think in that case, you really just have to know what he saw. And, you know, until he says what he saw, if he saw what a st- if he saw someone being injected, okay, stop the concert. If he saw a stampede going on, okay, stop the concert. But anything short of those two things, it's like, how do you, how would he have known what was going on? And the thing is, a performer is trained that the show must go on. Like performers are trained. You know how many horrible things happen during a a show? You know, like this is just something that we've heard of, but there probably been many things that have, crazy things that have happened all the you know through the different times that he's performed and like performers are just trained to not stop the show the performers are trained to continue where he's getting into trouble though would be because past concerts that travis scott has done he has like incited violence like he wanted people to get like effed up oh really yeah i mean see i'm not that's coming back to haunt him where you know they have him on footage you know kind of hyping up like if somebody was passed out you know at one of his concerts he's saying like on like a social media post being like i love you bro or yeah man that's a ride or die right there or whatever so he's been known to kind of incite violence at his shows so i'm really curious on where it's gonna go be because you know i see what you're saying there's no way he could see who's injecting somebody injecting there's no way he could see that but once you see like mass hysteria in your audience and it's people are like afraid and it's going crazy then you have the responsibility to stop the show because you don't want any of your fans to get hurt Right, right, and I think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if he had, if he saw a stampede and actually happening, then I think he absolutely should have stopped the show. But if he didn't see that, right. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure, and it, you know, like I don't know about you. Maybe you've well, clearly you haven't been to, or you've only been to two concerts that we know of. But I don't know what it feels like to be on a stage with mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of, or True. you know how of True. people in front of me and their lights you know those yeah. lights are on you so right. so so people can see you it's, it's dark in the crowd but the lights are all on you so i don't even know what that perspective is i'm not exactly sure what a performer can see Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm not sure how he would have even seen that because all of the lights are on you. So I think you would just, like I said, I think it would all depend on what he saw and yeah. he would have to tell you what he saw. I, I don't, I think that if it wasn't the, the past experiences where he incited violence in, into his uh, people that have come, come to see him, I think he'd be cool because 
in in college, B, I was on stage and I was nowhere near where 50,000 people were watching me. But when the lights are shining on you, you really can't detect what's going on or people's faces in the audience. So so yeah. that was a, a way bigger event, you know, so uh, I feel for him um, because he's taking it pretty hard. That's what, you know, a lot of uh, is going on out there with the media saying that he's taking it pretty hard. He hasn't left his home you know, since after the uh, concert happened. So yeah, I'm just really curious to see where it goes from there. But yeah, man, I, I don't really like going to concerts, man. It's not really my thing. I, I do more of a uh, small, like jazz, little intimate concert, but those concerts where it's like 50,000 people there, like I don't really have any desire to be anywhere near that. I mean, what well, to answer your question in terms of how do I feel about going to concerts? Uh I'm fine with it. I mean, not, not so much I, concerts, B, but like, how do you feel when you're around like a lot of people? Does that like make you nervous or anything? Or you're cool? Nah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, I'm fine with it. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit different now with COVID, but uh, the last concert I went to, uh, what was it? what kind? Well, there was a J Cole concert. You know, uh, everybody had to show their vaccination card, so I mean, it was everybody was vaccinated. So you know, that made me feel a little bit better in terms of like with the COVID situation. But just in general, in terms of being around large crowds and people, I've never had any kind of social anxiety that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all mm-hmm. you know um so i'm fine with it so it's, um i think it comes from my childhood b because i was a huge michael jackson fan huge michael jackson fan and i wanted to go to his concert so bad when he came to kansas city i, I could not believe that michael jackson was in the same city as i was and i wasn't able to go to that concert and it just kind of crushed me and really b there's not too many artists that i would pay to go see in a concert because I don't really like being around a whole bunch of people. Like crowds just like don't excite me at all. So I'm like, uh, I can't really enjoy it because I'm thinking about how long it's going to take me to get out of this once, once the concert's over. So I think my mom really ruined me because we would go to baseball games, you know, Royals games as a kid. And my mom would want to leave in the seventh inning to beat the crowd. Right. So I'm like, uh, so I think it's my mom's fault. Right. Yeah. Well, I can, I understand that there is something to beating the crowd, you know, <laughs> you know, right? especially if the team that you know is already going to, you're rooting for is already going to win. It's already going to win or, or yeah. they're going to lose. It's like, I'm good. I watch it on TV. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, good show, uh, Russ. Let's go ahead and wind down. Uh, before we end the show, though, want to give a very 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 special shout out to our home girl uh our friend of the show anna victoria uh we spoke about her last week on the show but got some great news she passed her bar exam so now she is officially officially a lawyer i know that she was working like super super hard on that um And it's been a journey. So uh, congratulations on passing the California bar, which is the hardest uh, bar exam from what I'm told. Uh, So congratulations on that. We're super proud of you. Um, Other than that, uh, if people want to call into the show, they can hit us up um, and send us a voicemail. Ask us any kind of questions, comments uh, from NYC to the shy at gmail.com that's f-r-o-m-n-y-c-t-o-t-h-e-c-h-i at gmail.com got a random 
email the other day from somebody named like Tyler the Kid or something like that. It, it was a song. I was thinking it was like a question, but it was a song. He wants the to, song he was kind of hot. It was, it was a rap song. He was uh, a rapper, apparently. The song was kind of hot. You know, um, I listened to it. I was like, what is this? You know, um, so we did get an email address, but it was not a question. It was a song. So I don't know exactly. I don't know if that was a mistake or what we were supposed to do with that. But uh, hmm. shout out, shout out uh, to Tyler the Kid for making a, a, a decent song. So um, other than that, Russ, uh, safe travels, man. Uh, hope you have safe travels. And uh, everybody, we hope you guys have a great week. Once again, this is the, from NYC, uh, from New York to the Shy podcast. Oh, but before we get out of here, Russ, if people want to, you thought I was going to forget, didn't you? You thought I was going to forget. I was like waiting and I was going to say, don't forget to subscribe. So yeah, for people out there that want to support the show from afar, you know, if they can't call in, or they don't want to call in then just at least subscribe and tell a couple of your friends and just let the people know that we're out here and we're doing our thing so subscribe and tell a few friends yeah and if you can't subscribe on all the platforms i know a lot of people have subscribed on uh who just listen to the podcast but if you guys have a youtube account please subscribe to our youtube page as well uh because just the more subscribers we have uh uh the easier it is for us to get guests quality guests on the show so you know people really kind of do look at how many subscribers you have and all of that kind of stuff followers and all that kind of stuff so uh please if you would like the show uh check us out and uh please subscribe and also tell a friend so uh everybody we want you guys to have a great week once again this is the from new york to the shop podcast as we always say peace and blessings peace and blessings brother fresh off quarantine polish up the whip and i hit the scene wrist is shining perfect timing and the jays is clean the city open now so what a brother gonna do now Enjoy this summer in the city, I'm finna show you how It's been so long since I've been stuck in the crib And I'm so tired of being alone up in this home where I live All my parent friends exhausted, man, thank God I